Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Good day. Hi, everybody. Hey, if you have a feeling inside you that's just not quite right, where you're saying to yourself, you know, I've got everything on paper, I've got everything, but inside there's something that feels wrong, that just feels like off, a little blue, a little down. Maybe it's because your behavior is not in keeping with your values. And when that happens, there's a disconnect and there's a depression. And if you go to the doctor, they're going to give you a pill that's going to push it down even more. Well, we have a solution. And the solution is very, very simple. Stop killing. Stop killing. Most people regard themselves as good people, good, honest, decent people. If they were driving by the road and they saw a dog in trouble, they would pull over and help the dog. And nonetheless, these same people are killing hundreds of pigs and cows and chickens and lambs every year. And society is saying, don't worry about that. That doesn't count. That killing doesn't count. That's a different kind of killing. You get a pass on that killing. No, don't worry about that at all. You can say you're not a killer and continue to do that. um, And there will be no repercussions. Unfortunately, they're lying to you. There are repercussions. There are spiritual repercussions. There are emotional repercussions. There are health repercussions. And there are environmental repercussions. You cannot go through life killing without suffering consequences. So I am here to talk about another way of living that goes from our society will hopefully go from normalized violence of killing 50 to 60 to 70 billion animals every year on this planet who have done absolutely nothing wrong but have had the misfortune of being born as cows, pigs, and chickens and lambs. And we're going to go to a society of normalized nonviolence where we don't have to fight each other for food because if we stop feeding most of the food we grow to animals, which is the most inefficient meat source, because animals eat a hell of a lot more than they produce as meat or dairy, we would have abundance for everybody. Children would not be dying of malnutrition right now as we speak. Okay, we would have a world of abundance where everybody, from little Rico here to my incredible guest, who I'm going to introduce right now, to everybody around the world would have an abundance of food. This is artificial scarcity that is being created so that people can make money, okay? Um, And call me and weigh in on this. If you don't agree, that's fine. You can call me and um, bring in your viewpoint. I'm happy to hear. Call 866-472-5795 and tell me to go to hell. I don't care. (laughs) I just want to engage you because this is a subject that nobody will talk about. Why? They won't talk about it because they don't want to change their habits. And they don't want to talk about it on the media because look at the advertisers, meat, dairy, big pharma, the three industries that would go kaput 
if people woke up and realized they don't have to kill animals that are just like our little Rico here um, to survive. In fact, it's killing them with heart disease, cancer, diabetes, obesity, and everything else. Okay, I've done my spiel, and now I want to introduce my incredible, awesome guest, the awesome vegan, Elizabeth Alfano. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm thrilled to be here. Tell us about you. Tell us your story and how you became one of the awesome vegans. Thank you for having me here, first of all. And thank you for all you do. I think everybody listening and everybody watching knows just how fabulous Jane Velez oh, Mitchell is. You don't have to. And, but honestly, but go ahead, you, but but go and on everything that she does and how much she moves the needle. So I'm grateful for that as an individual. And then as also somebody who's also trying to move the needle, um, I'm, I'll tell you my story in just a second. But yeah. I, I want to add one thing to what you said. So there are health repercussions, there are environmental mm -hmm. repercussions, there are spiritual repercussions, Yes, there are financial repercussions. Oh, yeah. I'll just throw that in because sure. we're subsidizing those industries that make us sick. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then, hey, guess what? Extra bonus, you're going to pay again, not just for the subsidies, but for your own health because you're going to be sick from eating meat. So direct correlation, meat to heart disease. I'm speaking to the converted probably. I'm not no, exactly sure what your audience not. is. Oh, is that right? Voice America Radio is not a vegan network. They are wonderful people who have given me the opportunity to say this message where most mm -hmm. media have not. And Voice America Radio said, go, speak your truth, mm -hmm. and uh, people will listen. And uh, so that's what we're doing. Uh, and uh, I appreciate it. And if I ever look down and I'm not appear like I'm not listening, I'm just inviting other non-vegans to join us. So continue on. Okay, so then I'll throw in another thank you. I'll say thanks, Voice America Radio. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, I certainly care about animals. It's what got me to my state, and I'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But um, I also care about people. So I know what we're saying sounds really harsh and really strong and maybe really extreme, mm -hmm. but it's because I want people to feel better. I want people to not have cardiac disease. I want people to be around for their grandkids. I want people to get off pills. I don't know. Are we dying? Are we living longer or are we dying longer? I want people to get off pills. I want people to not have enormous health bills. So I'm in it for the animals and I'm in it for people and I'm in it for the environment and I'm in it for your wallet. So I'm just, I'm just riffing off what Jane said. And of course she said, and it let so me well. say this, I'm inviting people to join us because the way to get around the mainstream media blackout is for all of us to share this video with our pre-vegan friends. I don't say non-vegan, I say pre-vegan. Why do I say pre-vegan? Because let me tell you something. I just got back from Costa Rica. We have wiped out more than half of all wildlife vertebrates. That means all wildlife with bones. And um, if we continue at the pace we're going, this world will have no koala bears, polar bears, uh, giraffes, zebras, lions, tigers, in eight years, they will all be wiped out. The only ones that will exist will only be in zoos. Now, how does that relate to animal agriculture? Sure, people get really upset when some rich American goes to Africa and kills a giraffe or kills a lion, and it really outrages me too. But that's not what's doing it. What's doing it is, in order to grow crops to feed 40 to 50 to 60, 70 billion animals that we sexually violate into coming into this world and then breed to kill, um, usually when they're babies, you know, six months for the pigs and uh, just a very short period of time 
Cows can live to 25 years uh, naturally, and we kill them usually after two or three years because they're spent. And then we then we spray paint a number on the pig's back and say, or sometimes just spray paint the word kill. What a vile, vile species we've become. And we've turned this into planet slaughterhouse. But the good news is you can change it. But here's the thing. We're giving the entire planet a buzz cut to grow crops to feed these 70 billion animals who I told you eat a lot more than we do, okay? And so what's happening is that all the wildlife that lives on that uh, are dying. They're, they have nowhere to live, okay? So they're dying off. Um, I, in Costa Rica, you can see the biodiversity. It's one of the few places that there's still a lot of biodiversity, but even there, they're destroying all the forest for, not all the forest, but they're destroying a, a, a goodly percentage of it for cattle. And everywhere you go, you see cattle with the tags in their ears, all destined to be killed. So what's happening is, I don't even care if you're a climate change denier. Be a climate change denier for all I care. But the truth is that you are, here, I'll let you hold little Rico. Um, but the truth is that there's only so much land on this planet. Most of the earth is ocean or water. And if we give the entire friggin' planet a buzz cut so that we can grow crops or have grazing land, guess what? We're not going to have any wildlife because that wildlife have to live somewhere. It's that simple. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to realize what's going on. And it's all because you, the consumer, are eating meat and dairy products. In enormous quantities, mind you. I mean, for Jane and myself, of course, we're not eating meat and dairy. It has no interest to me. It was the easiest thing in the world to give up. I'm not even going to say give up because I got so much in return. But, you know, we're eating things that are, you know, three, four, five times the portion size. And we're doing that three times a day. And so it just makes no sense to include bacon, for example, which is a carcinogen in your whiskey, in your ice cream, in your chocolate, in your pancakes, and you're doing that three or four times a day. So obviously your own health is going to suffer enormously, but we're just eating ourselves sort of out of existence because right after the animals, it's us people because we're killing our own planet and that means we're killing ourselves. So what are you doing to stop it? Tell us specifically, right. first of all, you have a radio show. And so there is a mainstream media blackout, which is why I'm grateful to Voice America for allowing us to get this message out. Me but you managed to get it on another, another radio station as well. Right. So I have a podcast called Awesome Vegans, and it's on WGN Radio. So WGN Radio is a radio station outside of, in Chicago for basically the Chicago market, and that's live radio. But they also have a podcast series, and I'm part of their podcast series, and that podcast series, like all podcast series, are international. Anyone can get it on the internet. So I am grateful, as you are, and as I am, to uh, Voice America Radio. I'm grateful to WGN Radio for including me in their podcast series. What do you talk about? I talk, so the podcast series is Awesome Vegans. Uh -huh. And what I do is I invite basically the rock stars of the vegan movement. Uh -huh. So uh, Olympic medalist Dotsie Bausch, uh, musician Moby, uh, vice president of farming practices of the Humane Society, the CEO of Josh Balk, the CEO of Beyond Meat, who's so awesome, uh, Ethan Brown. 
So I invite all these different entrepreneurs, actors, environmentalists, professional athletes, musicians, comedians, the list goes on. All these wonderful people you wouldn't naturally know mm-hmm. are vegan. Mm-hmm. And they've gone vegan, some for environmental reasons, some for animal reasons, some for personal health reasons. Certainly all the professional athletes will tell you they went vegan to up their game. There's a whole football team that's practically all vegan. Tennessee Titans, we love you. We love you. So I interview these people and I interview their story, what they're doing, and I sort of mix together their creative process or their business process or their business philosophy and how that mixes with their... (laughs) I'm Sicilian, so I need to talk with my hands. Thanks for taking the dog, Jane. Uh, So I mix that with their vegan philosophy. And a lot of people... I really try to reach non-vegans. A lot of people maybe love Moby or love Olympic cyclist Dotsie Bausch. And then they learn she's vegan and they learn that she's the oldest cyclist to medal in the Olympics. And she credits that to a vegan diet. You start to think, wow, well, it worked for Dotsie and she's no like extremist freak. So she's a normal, wonderful person. And you realize how many normal, wonderful, creative, smart people are going vegan for all the right choices. And I try to bring their stories out. Yeah. And, you know, last night we went to dinner with a friend of ours. We went to a vegan restaurant, Cafe Gratitude. Love it. And he loved the food. Yes. I said, have you ever been here before? Because he lives right down the block. He said, no, because it's vegan. Uh, See, this is too bad. What I do is I throw dinner parties all the time in my house. And I cook for everybody. And I don't even tell them it's vegan because there's so many choices of great things you can eat. And I want to talk about that for a second. And then I just, at the end, I say, like, did you notice we didn't have meat or dairy? And he will always say, like, I'm so full. I had no idea. So one of the great things, I'll tell you more about my story in just a second, but as a little side note, one of the great things about going vegan is I thought, oh, I'm going to be missing out on things. And then I realized, oh my gosh, in going vegan, I had actually gained so much. So not just everything that Jane was talking about. So that alignment of my personal philosophy of how I want to go through the world and my eating habits. So my actions and my words were coming together. And let me tell you, no side thing, that feels great. But in addition, when I was eating meat and dairy, I had been kind of programmed to just eat the same things all Mm -hmm. the time. And my food world was super tiny and limited. And what I realized when I went vegan is, oh my gosh, I have all these choices. And I had been ignoring them because I had been programmed, brainwashed, whatever. I had been sort of sent the message to just keep eating the same kind of things. So I had ignored sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and asparagus and potatoes. And so once I went vegan, my world exploded with choices. And I realized, wow, I have so much more as a vegan than I ever had the other way. And I tried to explain that to the a friend of ours that we had gone to a play, rare that I go to a play, but we went to a play called The Humans down at the mm. Amundsen. It was really very well done. And it's about a Thanksgiving dinner. And I thought, oh, God, I hope I didn't know what it was about. When we walked in, I thought it's about a Thanksgiving dinner. I hope they don't kill an animal every every episode, every every every, right. every time they do the show. Right. Thank God they didn't. Uh, there was no turkey out there, but they, they made reference to the turkey, but we never really saw it. <clears throat> Brilliant play, by the way. So afterwards, we go to Cafe Gratitude for dinner. And he just really loved, but see that ingrained prejudice. I never came here because it's vegan. But then once he's tasting the food, he's like, wow, this is incredible. And then I said, you want some dessert on the way out? They have these great little desserts. And I I got him dessert and he tasted it. He goes, oh my God, this is extraordinary. So what was it about his mindset? 
prior to tasting the plant-based food that made him so absolutely convinced that he would hate it that he wouldn't go to the restaurant even though he lived down the block because it was vegan. And what it is is brainwashing. And what we don't realize is, oh, um, what, what we don't realize is that every day we are subjected to thousands of images from billboards to television to magazines that are just bombarding us, bombarding us and bombarding us with these um, thoughts that equate meat and dairy to family values, to upward mobility, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, yeah. Um, I never thought attractiveness, about Attractiveness, attractiveness yeah. for, for women. Femininity is equated with dairy. For men, masculinity is equated to meat. Even though eating meat, because it's filled with cholesterol, contributes to erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. Yeah. So people are just brainwashed. Yeah. Now, the thing about being brainwashed is when you're brainwashed, you don't know you're brainwashed. If you did, it's like when you're mentally ill, you don't really know you're mentally ill. It's like, it's like when you're an alcoholic, you really don't know you're an alcoholic until you have that moment of clarity and go, oh, damn. I'm an alcoholic. I know because I'm 23 years sober. So the point is when you're brainwashed, you don't know you're brainwashed. So you're defending something, you know, get off my case, Mm, bacon. And you're, you feel like you're speaking up for yourself, but you're not. You're making people who don't even eat this crap even richer than they already are. People who live in cities who call themselves, they don't call themselves farmers. We call them farmers. farmers. There are no friggin' farms anymore. Yeah, the family farms are being pushed out of, out of business. You've heard Willie Nelson carry on about that. People who might have had a connection to their animals. And now you've got these giant warehouses where these animals have never seen the light, light. of day in light. their lives. Yeah. The only time they see the sky is on the ride to the slaughterhouse when they're panting because it's a heat wave and they've had no, no water. water. I mean, this is not the fact the farm in your imagination has gone away. And these are hell holes, nightmarish Orwellian monstrosities. Nobody would put their money to this. You know, if, if there's a last election taught me anything, and it doesn't matter if you're to the right or to the left, if the last election taught me anything, it's that my vote, I'm sad to say as an American, ah, doesn't really count that much. No, and, don't and, say that. Well, hold on, hold on. What really counts is when I vote with my wallet. And nobody would give their money to this. Nobody would put their hard-earned money if they saw the kind of treatment and slaughter. I mean, most of But I have to say something. We're going to argue here. Yes, voting counts. Voting counts. And I blame the 40% of people who were eligible to vote who didn't vote. Voting counts. And voting with your wallet counts as well. They're not mutually Exclusive. exclusive. That's what I'm saying. The, the vote that I have at the ballot doesn't carry the weight that I want. The message that gets through to people. <laughs> don't, is, don't discourage people. No, 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 people have to vote. No, that's obvi- obvious. People have to vote, obviously, because you live here. So you vote, obviously. Well, people that's, don't vote. That's what, the problem. What I mean, There's a is, lot of people who go, eh, and they think that by not voting, they're expressing their cynicism over the political system. Help, no, All they're but, doing is giving the small number of people who they generally don't agree with more power when those people do go to the voting booth. So let me rephrase. Yes. Think about the power that your dollars have. And you really choose when you choose to spend them where that power goes. 
So every day can be like voting day. Every day you can vote with your wallet and your voice can be heard. And what's so great about that is by doing something you naturally do anyway, you have to eat three times a day. You're already doing it. You can empower yourself. In a time when we all feel so disempowered, we turn on the TV and we're like, oh my God, what's going on? And who can even, one side saying this, one saying that they're the exact opposite. Who can, who has the time to research what's really true and what's not out there? We do. We do have the time to research. There is an obvious truth and obvious lie. I understand your metaphor, but why don't we move off the, there's no difference between truth and lies and we can't figure it out. Because there are some people who lie with abandon on a daily basis and there's others who don't. And um, so we can figure out who's, who's telling the truth and who isn't. I love to debate, but I do, you know, that I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. My oil point is you actually every day have the power. You have it three times a day. And it's a direct link and people care about where you spend your dollars and they listen to where those dollars go. So that's a way to feel empowered. I don't know. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with everything you say. But at this crucial time, we have to encourage everybody to vote. Of course. And we have to tell everybody that, you know, despite some people screaming out the word fake news, that there is a truth and there is a lie and the facts are facts. The fact is that hamburgers do not come from hamburger trees. Bacon (laughs) does not come from a bacon tree. These are sentient beings who feel pain, who feel loneliness, who had mothers, who were raped into existence. None of these factory farm animals are making love. Think about it. The industry term is rape rack. That's what they call it. You can Google it. Don't even take my word for it. Okay? Not to be too graphic, but this is the kind of graphic truth that People who eat animals need to hear. They masturbate the males, then they take their sperm and they shove it with their fists into the females. That's how all these animals are born. And then when the babies are born, they take the babies away. away from the mother so we can steal their milk and get all sorts of illnesses connected to drinking the milk of another species that's not designed for us. All for what? All for what? You know... So that, so that people living in skyscrapers on Billionaire's Row in Manhattan can get even richer? Don't fool yourself. You are being factory farmed just as much as the animals are. That is absolutely right. And remember, you're ingesting all those homo- hormones. You're ingesting all those antibiotics. Antibiotic resistance is now a really big thing. So this treatment of animals comes directly back to you. So... Let me jump in because we've got a caller, oh, Leanne hey. from Agora Hills. Hey, hey. Hey, Leanne, your question or thought. What's your question or thought? Question is, tell us about the radio show that you have, Elizabeth. I understand that you have a radio show. Is that accurate? Hi. Uh, thanks for calling, first of all. Thanks for calling. Thanks for caring. I think just having dialogues together is so great. So I have a podcast called Awesome Vegans. A Yes, and it's on WGNRadio.com. That's where you can find their podcast series. Or you can always go to iTunes and you can subscribe on my YouTube channel. So you can always, but you can always go to iTunes and hear it. Uh, just awesome vegans. So uh, you, you well, that's really exciting. So you've been talking not. about the dairy industry, right? Yes. Um, there is just so much going on on the out here, and just incredible amount of denial and unconsciousness and you know in your opinion where do you think the what's going to happen to the dairy farm how are they going to transform into 
something else. I mean, that's what I keep hearing. It's about the that's consumers really drinking other, but let's you know, we're going to take a break and we're going to stay on on Facebook and we're going to come back from the radio show in just a couple of seconds to give time for advertisers. And uh, we're going to answer that question because there is an answer to that question on the other side of the break. And it's a really good one. So stay tuned. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern time on the voice america influencers channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market you are listening to jane unchained to reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Uh, welcome back to Voice America. We're here with the amazing Elizabeth Alfano of Awesome Vegans. Woo! And she's got a podcast and a radio show on WGN where she talks about G- veganism. And we're getting a lot of comments here uh, coming in on Facebook because we're simulcasting on Facebook. And, you know, people are like, way to go, way to go. Uh, But here's what Donna says. As soon as I researched and learned what goes on in factory farms, I instantly decided my money was no longer going to support such cruelty. I became a vegan immediately and have never looked back. It's been seven years and I don't miss anything about my old way of eating. Oh, completely. Donna, rock star you, rock star you. 
And I, I do want to answer Leanne, though, too. Yes, I don't know yes. if she was able to hear us yes, when we were on yes, break or yes, was she not able to hear us. Uh, Leanne, so we were talking about the transition from dairy farms to other things that they can do. So the very smart Jane Velez Mitchell was saying during the break that we can take, there are a couple options. So there's an e- easy, obvious one, which is just switch to plant-based milks cheeses, and yogurts. So almond milk, cashew milk, pea protein, hemp milk. Rice milk. Rice milk. Thank you. Oatmeal milk. Oatmeal milk. Yes, and they're all good, and they're all super delicious, and they're so much better for you. That does a body good. Milk, uh uh-uh. I know know thing going on there with that ad campaign except lies. So you can easily just transfer those jobs and those farms to that. But in addition, Jane. And and let me just say that there's a dairy in New York that's a, like, fourth or fifth generation cow's milk dairy that did make the switch. It's called the Elmhurst Dairy, and they are making a fortune. Because, see, it's the easiest way to transition sure. is the dairy industry because they've got the vats. Yes. It's just a question of what in those giant silver vats they're going to put. And so instead of putting cow's milk, they can put other milk. With ranchers, it's a little trickier. And I want to pick up here on something Jane was saying before. Uh, you know, or I guess we were both saying, so... They're also not stupid. They want to go where the money is. And more and more Americans are also, as Jane was saying, not stupid. And they can tell the difference between fact and truth. And people are researching factory farms. They're seeing what happens mm-hmm. there. They're switching. And companies are switching to follow suit because companies are following the business. So here's a fourth, fifth generation dairy farm moving to non-dairy, plant-based milks, because they're following the dollars. So people Listen. are smart. And they're these big industries know Plants. that meat is unsustainable and out and and Tyson Foods I just saw their stock drop today uh, I was looking at the news and I noticed that because Tyson is actually investing in Beyond Meat that's right and so Tyson's putting a lot of money into non-animal meat alternatives because they know that their business is going away and they yeah. want to be ahead of that curve and they're getting into other businesses so your dollars do matter and you do change things with your dollars louise jarvis says i just discovered a product called light life it's delicious delicious sausage patties deli turkey quote in quotes yeah. bacon in quotes meatball in quotes and so much variety and it's really good um there, there, I mean, so you, much you want bacon? There's something called benevolent bacon. There's yeah. fake and bacon. And you fry it up and it tastes very similar. Yeah. Now, when people say, well, mm, I could never give up mm, bacon, you know, think about the arrogance of that statement. Think about the fact that you're saying your complacency and your preference for one particular food um, means that you are willing to sacrifice the environment, the future of our planet. I mean, if this person has children, wouldn't you like your child to be able to see a giraffe in the wild or a tiger in the wild or a seal or a polar bear or a fox or any of these other animals that are being decimated by animal agriculture? Do you really feel that your personal tastes for a certain product are so important that it trumps your own health? that it trumps everything else, your own morality. And the other thing I'll say to people, because we bear witness at uh, pig vigils, Uh, we go to the Los Angeles Animal Save and the Animal Network Alliance pig vigils, and there are pig vigils happening and and cow vigils and uh, chicken vigils all over the world. It's called the Save Movement. It was started by a woman who is a student of Tolstoy, and uh, she, she believes that if you see suffering, you have a moral obligation not to turn and run away, but to bear witness and try to help. So she's 
getting slaughterhouses all over the world. She's getting people to go to those slaughterhouses and just bear witness and try to comfort these animals that come in on long drives with no food or water, terrified, confused. And uh, when I see those animals, I think about some of my friends who go, mmm, bacon. And I say, could they, could they wrestle this pig to the ground? A pig that has the intelligence of a toddler child and slit this animal's throat? Doubtful. So you're hiring somebody else who doesn't have a choice about what job that they want to have because they're at the lowest end of the economic and the social totem pole. And you're saying, you, go ahead and kill this animal on a daily basis, day in and day out, get PTSD, drug addiction, alcoholism, domestic violence, and every other thing that comes with killing on a daily basis. While I'm going to walk around going ahimsa, doing yoga, and saying, everybody, what a peaceful, wonderful, spiritual person I am. Hypocrite! Hypocrite! There is only one Jane Velez Mitchell. Let's be clear. Jane, do you mind if I explain my story? Yes, yes I would okay. love it. I, I also want to answer Leanne in one more thing. And that um, Jane was saying some of these ranchers can rewild the land and bring back the nature that we all need. We as a species, we need it. And of course, the animals need it. If you want your grandkids to see zebra, giraffes, orangutans, etc., we need to start rewilding uh, the land. So that's another thing ranchers can do. Okay, yes. I'm going to tell my story because... Yes, tell it. And I want to be clear here. I'm not just giving lip service. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for Jane Velez Mitchell. Oh, you don't know. No, 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 to get to that point. So I want to explain my story because I think I'm Do like it. most people. Um, I never liked eating meat. As a kid, I just couldn't chew. And I knew that something was wrong with chewing. Pork chops, uh, hamburgers, steak. Oh God, I couldn't do it. And I would hide my meat because I wasn't allowed to leave the table until I ate everything. Oh, I would hide good. my meat. But of course, the adults were a little bit smarter than me. And they would find where I would hide it because I had these hiding places. And I would get punished. And I wouldn't be allowed to leave the table or I'd be sent to my room. And so I grew up never having, never eating meat, really but didn't think I could be vegan. Now this is strange, listen to what I'm saying. I just, I, I say that I was a brainwashed person. I didn't think it was an option. I grew up in Chicago. I knew I didn't like it. I knew I didn't want it. I never had the taste for it, but I didn't think I could be vegan. So I didn't eat the obvious things like steak, but if somebody would give me a ham sandwich, you know, it's really thin that meat, you don't have to chew it. And it's so lost with mustard and ketchup, you barely know it's there. And so I was having meat around me and I was like, why don't I just make the final switch? Why don't I get rid of the little bit of meat that I have or the little bit of cheese that I have on pizza? And I didn't think it was an option. And I also- How old were you? Old. I only went vegan three years ago. What? Yes. And my oh whole my God. As, as a kid, I'd been, I'd been not eating meat my whole so life. So what, what made you finally go vegan? I felt that I could no longer live with the inconsist inconsistency in my life because, again, I wasn't eating steak or anything where I could taste the meat or chew it. I would have nothing to do with that. But it was still, you know, as I say, stuffed in a ham sandwich on the way to work or whatever. Well, what was that moment, that moment of clarity? Because we need to know what's going to wake people up. We sit here's, around, here's, us vegans, and try to figure out what's going to wake people up. Yes, what's the magic yes. word? Okay. What's the magic potion? Here was my moment. My nephew was an athlete at the University of Oregon, and he's the mask. He was the mascot for the Ducks, and the athletic trainer, the coach for the team and the mascot, 
said, stop eating meat. It's going to hurt your performance. And I was like, that's so mainstream. The University of Oregon, they're telling the athletes, don't eat meat because it hurts your performance. That's, that's the validation I was looking for. And, and that's why I wanted to credit Jane in the beginning for like not needing validation and going out. I think the rest of us maybe are sort of looking for like a landline of how it makes sense for us in our lives to grab on to what we know is true, what we know is right. I felt it since I was a kid, since five years, since as See, we're as taught, this is very interesting because we're taught to ignore our instincts. See, if we all followed our instincts, we are kind people. If we really thought about it, we wouldn't want to kill all those animals oh. because we are kind generally. But we are being told that those animals don't count. That this animal counts because we call this that animal a dog. And actually, he's a rescue from Puerto Rico. And um, so some people will only go for dogs that are bred, which is a scam. They're often inbred. It's torturous conditions. That's a whole other story. But the point is that generally as our society, we are told that, well, dogs and cats, their suffering counts. But don't worry about the suffering of cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and lambs and sheep. They don't count. It's almost like we're being told they don't have feelings. But obviously, if you think about it, anybody knows that they have just as much feelings as your dog or even us. You know, they feel pain. They have a central nervous system. They have familial bonds. They express emotion, depression, um, happiness, fear, and you're eating that fear. So that those cortisol spikes that happen when they're being tortured, and you're getting that along with the antibiotics and all, all the rest of it. So. Yeah, I mean, we are, we are hypocrites. Listen, there are animal rescue groups that serve meat at their events. And Come I'm, and help our, our we're going to save that. dogs and we're going to save that. cats, but okay. we're going to kill animals at the same time. Yeah, okay. And I remember once I was invited to be a part of one, and uh, you know, an animal group, and I said, first question I ask is, Do you, is your dinner plant-based? Well, for some reason, they really wanted me to come. They made their dinner plant-based. And it was delicious food. Never had a good time. But there was a lot of hostility from a couple of the people directed at me because they knew that I was responsible for that. And they were kind of angry. You know, they, they came up to me and they were just a little hostile. Now, why? Why are people who want to save animals angry? Because they don't want to have to look in the mirror. And change their habits because if they ate that food and they had a good time and they went home, they'd have to push. Brainwashing and conditioning is like a suit of armor that's put on you, not by yourself, but by somebody else. And you walk around with it all the time and you get used to it. And then somebody says, take that suit of armor off. Think for yourself. Free yourself. It's like a burqa. I call it a psychological burqa. I love that. Take that psychological burqa off that's being put on you and think for yourself. You're a kind person. You don't need to kill. If we stopped killing, we would stop climate change in its tracks. We'd stop deforestation. We'd stop wildlife extinction. We'd stop world hunger. We'd stop malnutrition. Uh, Shannon from Melbourne, Florida. What is your question or thought, Shannon? I just wanted to say thank you so much because the first time that I saw video footage of what was happening to these innocent beings, I was nine years old. That was all it took. I never ate an animal again. I have a seven-year-old son now, vegan Evan, and uh, he's desperately trying to raise awareness for this cause. Everyone that we know would never in, uh, harm an 
animal unnecessarily, but they're paying for it because we've all been lied to. And it's so upsetting. And we're destroying the planet for our children. So yeah, thank you, you both for, for raising awareness. If you have kids and you want them to be healthy and have a planet, then it makes every amount of sense in the world to go vegan. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't have human children. I have a little four-legged children. And uh, if I, especially these people who have children. And they're the ones who really don't want to hear it. I have a couple of people that I know, you know, that I know and they have kids. And I've tried to explain to them why they dote on their kids so much. Everything is for the kids. And I think, well, everything's for the kids. Therefore, they might want to know that eating the mother's milk of another species is not good for them. Try to give them the book. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Don't want. It's, it's frustrating, but we're breaking through. There are, there's a whole raising vegan movement that we just profiled the other day. They have their own magazine. And uh, there's a lot of people who are raising their children vegan from conception. Can I jump in here? Because I, I want to say a lot of people think, again, it's going to be a job to go vegan or they're going to have to learn a whole new way of doing or it's going to be something difficult. Let me tell you that it's actually really the reverse. You're going to feel like an enormous weight is lifted or a burqa, a censorship thing has been lifted from your life because when you align what you already know is everybody knows about factory farms. You may look away, but everybody kind of knows what's going on there and not living a life of denial feels wonderful. Mm. And then there's the health benefit. You're no longer leaving the table thinking like, oh my God, I can't move. Ow, ow. That, you don't have that feeling anymore. Your body processes things a lot faster. You've got a lot more energy. You're a lot peppier. This all translates immediately to psychological welfare. Mm-hmm. You're less depression, as Jane said at the beginning of this interview. So you reap all these benefits Mm -hmm. and you no longer have to carry that huge burden of living an inconsistent life where you know you're doing something wrong. You just don't want to face it. You don't have that anymore. You're actually part of the solution. And that feels awesome. And I, I, you know, I, I call it food sobriety because you're keeping your side of the street clean. Now, Danny George says what's most beneficial for a person's overall well-being also happens to be the most beneficial for all living beings and the environment. All that exists is of one spirit, one heart, one love. And that's a wonderful, wonderful comment. And Rose, vegan beamer, says raising vegans here. So, you know, there's so many people changing. We're breaking through. You know what? I don't know if you want to use a football analogy, but, you know, we're in a scrum and we're breaking through. Sometimes we throw a Hail Mary pass. Sometimes we charge right through. Sometimes we do an end run. But we're getting there. We're we are we are breaking through this cultural conditioning, but we've we've got to do it faster. We've only got eight years before our entire ecosystem is going to collapse. Okay, we're going to take another break and come back. But we'll stay live on Facebook. You're not getting away with us. <laughs> so I want to say something. Riff, can well, I that well let's or? wait till we go to break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. 
author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. So we are back. That was so little Rico's Voice America Influencers, Jane Unchained Dance. We've got a caller, Sarah, Atlanta, Georgia. Your question or thought? Hey, I was wanting to ask you ladies, what do you guys think about peer pressure from friends, colleagues, family? We, even when you start talking about vegan or you start talking about, you know, plant-based diet, this, that, and the other, and they don't even want you to bring it up around their children. Uh, What do you, what do you do about the denial and how do you deal with that? So I find that when there's a wall, the work that they have to do is within themselves and trying to break that wall gives more resistance to me. So what I have experienced is I lead by example. I never tell them what they should do, even though it's so obvious and so tempting. I say like, God, I feel great. God, I ran three miles today. Oh my God. I was having fun cooking because I love to cook and I was making this sweet potato avocado thing. Mm, Super good with cashews. Oh, you guys want some? Oh, okay. I mean, I I lead by example in a loud way. How is your family dealing? You've you've been vegan three years and now you're, and like many people, once they become vegan, they just jump into it. They become activists. Yes, yes. yes, One of our contributors, Danny Rukin, she was a big meat eater and now she's doing speak outs at the restaurant she used to eat meat at. (laughs) She went from, you know, like once that light bulb goes on, you go, oh yeah. my God, I've been killing all these years. I don't have to kill. Yeah. And then you, you do a living amends. You try to make up for it by, is that what's something that you're doing now? A living amends in a sense? I'm, I'm doing, um, I, I feel that in my life, I would like to make a contribution wherever I can. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that I've been doing media since 2010. I've been interviewing celebrities for NPR and PBS and WGN Radio for a long time now, and I wanted to put my, my interviewing skills to veganism because I believe it's the only answer and because I, it's changed my life and because I feel so good. So that's why I do it, because I just want to contribute where I can, and here's where I can So contribute. tell me about the family. How's the family doing? Everybody came on board. Now, my mom is slow. My mom's like, all right, but I don't want to, you know, my mother grew up in the 50s, so meat and potatoes. But my nieces and nephews and my sister, everyone's working it out. And 
and, and they didn't go zero to 100 in one day. And I'm not asking anyone to. I'm at personally, maybe we differ here, Jane, but I'm asking people to first take in the information, see how it doesn't make sense, and make the changes they can make today. Those changes might be different tomorrow. And every day you're going to get a little bit better. But it's as easy as looking at the grocery store and saying, oh, I'm going to take my fingers a little bit over to the right and buy almond yogurt instead. Boom. Same difference. Same price. No big energy. No big worry. No big work therein. And all my nieces and nephews of my sister have been doing that really easily. So well, they're not 100% vegan, but they're all... I think a lot of the, the young, the really young, they young get generation, it. they're starting to get it because why? They're not on, they don't watch television yeah. where the, where the conditioning happens, television, radio. Um, and, and so they're on social media, which is awash with veganism. Uh, and they, maybe they go on Netflix. Maybe they've seen a great documentaries like what the health or cowspiracy, or maybe they've seen that wonderful movie, Okja, all oh these God. movies I would urge everybody Watch them. They're uh, they're not graphic whatsoever. What the health? Cowspiracy. Okja. Three movies that I think are life changing. Yes, and entertaining, and you'll enjoy it, and it'll bring you sort of one foot in front of the other. That's how life is. It's one foot in front of the other. I'll also say my experience with millennials is that they're pissed. It's their planet after all, and we've trashed it for them. <clears throat> so they're they're on board with like this cannot go on, and they get the map. They get like this is not sustainable. Yeah. And, you know, what I find is that I go for the low hanging fruit, Sarah. Uh, I used to like slam my head against the wall. I have a friend from high school and in every other way, she's a, just a wonderful person. She doesn't want to hear it. She shuts it down. She won't respond. She's, she's not on Facebook. She's not on Instagram. So none of the videos that we do get to her. If I email her some about this, she doesn't respond you know, I've got to move on. I've got to go to people who are more open and uh, who are, um, you know, more inspired or maybe have health problems. The, the, the friend that we had dinner with who loved the food at Cafe Gratitude, on the way back, he said, and you know, I've been feeling some problems with my heart. Oh, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, hey, no surprise here's your there. solution. Yeah. But some people will cling to their feeling that it's their right and their obligation to eat animals, that 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 I'm going to do this even if it kills me. And and actually, I met a woman who was suffering from cancer, and she she was not going to give up her meat. It's like, well, I'm sorry, then I can't help you if you're you know you can. I don't know. Is it species to species is to say you can take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink? <laughs> I've tried not to say species is things lately, which is uh, like uh, you know that guy's a pig. Well, pigs are beautiful. Pigs That's are we demonize yeah. these animals. Another way that we keep it going and we keep telling people it's okay to kill these animals and and say you're an animal lover. It's okay to kill these animals and say you're a peaceful person, spirituality, ahimsa. Uh, it's because, wow, these, these animals are bad animals. Like if you call somebody a pig, right? Or Wonderful. say somebody as fat as a cow uh, or a chicken, chicken little or uh, like a chicken with her head cut off. Those are horrible phrases, but what they're part of the conditioning so that we think, oh, those animals don't count. And we're changing that equation. You're going to have the last word. Hey, Sarah, I just want to jump in again and what I do is what I love to do is when I find people who don't want to hear it, I cook for them. 
and I just make lots of food and I don't say it's meat or it's not meat or anything. I say, let me feed you. Let me open my house to you. Let me give you lots of great fresh food that's going to taste so super good. And I bring them over through their taste buds. So that's always a good one. And then for me, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, Awesome Vegans, which you can find on iTunes. Sorry, Dana, got to give it a plug. Give it a plug. You can find it on iTunes, uh, wgenradio.com also carries it. But really the easiest thing is to go to iTunes or go to my YouTube channel, Elizabeth Alfano, to find the video version. But because I know that people are influenced by other people. So you maybe watch the Olympics or maybe you watch Team USA Volleyball and you've seen Dustin Watson, who is a champion volleyball player. He changed his eating game because he wanted to be a better athlete. So maybe athletes speak to you or maybe Moby speaks to you or maybe comedians are your thing or maybe actors are your thing or maybe CEOs, entrepreneurs, tech people are your thing. And when people hear their stories, they start to say, oh, it's less politics and mm. it's more mainstream and that brings people through I think as well so that's what I try to do all right well listen um there's a Vashti Coronel says hey little fur friend you're super cute <laughs> you are super you cute. are super cute everybody and loves he, you. she wants to thank us for trying to raise consciousness that snarky vegan girl saying that hey all the things you love hamburgers pizza chicken wings fried cheese balls mac and cheese cakes Brownies, they're all available in vegan form. That's absolutely oh true. And I'll tell you right now that I know society's changing because there's a lot of regular old pizza parlors now. You go in and they have vegan pizza. Yes, and then you don't feel sick afterwards. Yeah. Hold on to that. Remember, the next time you go in for pizza and you get a cheese pizza, hold on to how you feel after you eat it. And the next time, try a vegan version and compare. You're yeah. going to feel a lot better. Yeah, and you know, so the world's changing we are normalizing nonviolence. I mean, truly, with this, people say, well, you know, the problem is that there's just too many people. That's a problem. But actually, you know, our carbon footprint inherently as human beings is not that great. It's certainly nothing compared to a cow. Right. And so it's the cows. It's not us existing on this planet. It's, it's what we're eating. Okay? That's the problem. I just urge you guys to just please... Open your mind for a second. Consider the possibility that we might have a point. That's all I'm asking. And maybe reduce. If you're somebody who says, oh, my God, I can't. I'm listening to this, but there's no way I can't give it up. Just like I said, I can't give up alcohol for years. Every day I said, oh, I'm not going to drink. And I drank till I had a psychic shift. And then I was able to walk away from it. If you're saying that oh my God, I can't give it up. Just try replacing. You know, it's, it can be a process, not an event. For some people, it's an event. Bing, they wake up, oh my God, I don't want to eat this stuff anymore. But for other people, it's a process and they just eliminate and eliminate. We all need to make this change though because, you know, you see the wildfires everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Greece, California, now wildfires in California are around the clock. Uh, people are losing their houses. This is all the result of climate change and it's only starting. If we destroy all the wildlife on this planet, it's going to trigger an ecosystem collapse, and it's, it's going to affect all of us really badly. Really, really, really badly. And I mean, you're not taking on everything all at once. Just change your lunch. Then you'll change your lunch every day or every other day, then every day, then it'll be lunch and dinner, and you will be making a positive impact directly just by doing what you already do, and that's going to help your kids, the planet, these fires, these animals, our wildlife, your health, 
And it's not hard. Take step one. Elizabeth Alfano, awesome vegans. We love you. Oh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. (laughs) Thank you, Rico. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.